0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we are seven days into 2024, so naturally, the first question to ask is, how are those resolutions going? For most people, they ended four days ago. The average New Year's resolution lasts three days. We start off the year all excited about the possibility of, I got a new calendar, therefore I can change my whole life. And we last three days. So if, if going to church was one of yours, you were already four days longer than most people's resolutions. Way to go. Keep it up. See, the problem with resolutions is most of them, they're, they're really just, I wish statements that have been rephrased a little bit. So if the resolution is, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to get ready for uh, 5K or whatever it is, that's really just a statement, I wish I was healthier. And we wrap it up in all sorts of goals and, uh, you know, I'm going to join this membership, I'm going to buy this or whatever. But after three days, what happens is we simply go back to living in the I wish, wish I was healthier, there's things I could do about it, but we tend to live in the I wish statement. That's actually a lot of life. We spend our times, instead of doing what God has placed in front of us, we spend our times wondering, I wish. We look back at our past, we say, well, I wish this hadn't happened. I wish I hadn't said this. I wish I hadn't done that. How different life would be if, if maybe that hadn't happened. Or if this person was still with us. I, I wish they were because life would be so much easier, so much better. Or, or I wish my family looked like this. I, I wish my kids were, were still connected to church. I wish my, my spouse was more like this. We spend so much of our days looking back, wishing away this past uh, that we can't really change. Or or we spend a lot of our time looking forward to the future, focused on the things that we really can't control. We end up worrying. Man, I I wish I knew what was going to happen next i wish i I knew if things were going to get as bad as people say they are i wish i could find a way to make sure my family was safe i wish my loved one would just get better i wish i had a different job so i could really make a difference i wish the kids were older so we could get some sleep I wish the kids were younger so we could get some sleep. We end up either wishing ourselves out of whatever the life God has placed us in today, or we end up so focused in a future we can't control that we're worried and it takes us out of whatever God has given us today. See, so much of life we spend. Thinking, I wish. Either looking at a past that we can't change or a future that we can't control. And the problem with it is we end up losing out on the present. On what God has placed in front of you today. On how God can make a difference in and through you today. On the people that God has put in your life today. So what if in this new year, instead of being focused on the past or the future, what if we were able to be present with one another? See that's the difference when God is at work. When God is at work, we don't have to worry about our past, we don't have to worry about our future, we can actually live in the present. Our sermon series as we begin this new year is just that God at work. We're going to look at how God is working and also how God works through us. And so I I invite you as we open this up to uh, open your Bibles up to the book of Ephesians. It's where our our epistle reading uh, was from today. Our epistle reading was from Ephesians 3. But to to get into it, we're going to start a little bit in chapter 2. See, Paul is talking in, in our reading for today about the mystery of God, the mystery of the gospel. The gospel is good news. The gospel could also be said as God at work. When God works, is good news. God at work. See, when God is at work, I no longer have to worry about my past. This is uh, how Paul explains this in chapter 2. This is starting at verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. See that past? Past? that we spend so much time saying, well, I wish I could change this. I wish I could do that. You can't change it. Not only can God change your past, He has. See, that's why He sent Jesus to carry your sin, your shame, your guilt, whatever it is that weighs you down, to carry that on the cross, to forgive it, See, your your past has changed. It it is gone. It is forgiven. When God looks at at your past, when He looks at your sin, He sees Jesus. So now no longer do, do I need to spend my time worrying, well, I wish I could change this. I wish I could do that. No, God has already forgiven it in Christ Jesus. I don't need to hang out there anymore. By grace, you have been saved. I've been set free from my past, whatever it is. It's not greater than the forgiveness of God and Jesus Christ for you. But not only that, He has also done something about your future. This is verse 6. "...and raised us up with Him, seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus." not only has God forgiven your sins, He has also prepared a place for you in His kingdom, which has no end. Your future is secure in Christ Jesus. Because of what He has done, heaven is yours, the kingdom of God is yours, the new creation will be yours. Not because of what you've done, not because of your resume, but because of what God has done for you. And so your future, you don't need to worry about it. Because God has held you in his hand you are secure in Jesus Christ so if I don't need to be worrying about a past I can't change because God has changed it if I don't need to be concerned about a future that I can't control but that God is holding in his hands what am I left with we're left with the gift of the present being where God has placed us, being the people God has created us to be in the places He has put us. That's what Paul is inviting us into in chapter 3. It's what he says in verse 6. This mystery, this mystery of God, the gospel, the good news, is that the Gentiles, those of us who have been grafted into the promise of the Old Testament, are fellow heirs Members of the same body. Partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the Gospel. We're fellow heirs. We're members of the body of Christ. And I want us to pause in this last one. We're partakers of the promise. Notice those are all present tense. Not, well, you will be an heir. You were a member of the body. No, you are. And not only that, we are invited. You are a partaker, a participant in the promise. Not that God requires your participation for the promise to be true. No, God invites us in the present to be partakers of the work, the promise of God in Jesus Christ. You see, God works in our past through his forgiveness. He works in our future through his promises, through the resurrection. God works in the present through means. He works through the means of grace. That's what we call the gifts of God in the church. Through their baptism, through water and word, God's grace is delivered. Uh, through body and blood, In, with, and under the bread and wine, God's grace is delivered. Through the word of God, God's grace is given. The means of grace is how God works in the present. But not just in us in the church, but also through us. God works today through His people. He works through means. The fancy term we have for that in the church is vocation vocation, the role, the place that God has put you. That's how God chooses to work in the present. See, Adam was made out of the dust of the ground. And God could choose to make all humans that same way, but instead He uses the vocation of father and mother. God wants us to to hear and to learn to read His Word. And he could supernaturally give us that ability, but instead he uses the vocation of teacher, of parents. God wants to bring about the care and the healing of his people. And yes, sometimes he does do that miraculously. But more often he uses the vocation of doctor and nurse and dietitian, and physical therapist because God works through means. God provides daily bread for his people. In Exodus, he literally rained down bread from heaven to feed his people in the wilderness. And today, he uses people. He uses means like farmers grocery store workers and truckers, gardeners, because God works through means. God wants to bring comfort to his people And yes, He does so through His Spirit, which brings the peace that passes all understanding, but He also does it through counselors and through friends, through family members. Because God is at work. Another way to put it would be to say, at Zion, God works in and through His people. It's our mission statement here at Zion. Zion, God works in and through his people because this is what God does in the present. He works in us through his means of grace and he works through us, through our vocations, the place that God has put us, the people that he has placed around us. See, oftentimes we wonder, well, I wish I could make a difference. I wish I could do this. I wish this could change. And instead, what God has caused us to focus on is what can you do Today, what has God placed in front of you now? As I was preparing for the sermon, I, I was reminded of a, something that happened uh, to me when I was in college. So I was uh, had the opportunity to participate in a disciplinary hearing. And now, before you jump to conclusions, I was not the one being disciplined. No, the way these hearings worked is they had a couple faculty members and they had a couple students that were on uh, this hearing. And I was for whatever reason invited to be one of the students. Uh, And and so uh, on this hearing we listened to a student that had fallen into trouble in a number number of different areas. They had behavioral issues that were pretty serious. They had attendance issues that were pretty serious. They had grade issues that were pretty serious. And it was on our hands to decide fate of this student at our university. And ultimately, we decided because of kind of the, the past, well, we can't go back and, and change that. Uh, we decided, no, he's not going to be immediately uh, expelled, but his plan was to transfer to another university that was closer to home. See, so yeah, that, that's probably the best plan. And as we were kind of discussing that in, in our uh, meeting, a profound thought came to my mind that, that only uh, could have come from the Holy Spirit. And so, so I said, okay, so he's, he's transferring in four months. So then he's someone else's problem, right? What are we going to do in those four months while he's still with us? And that kind of caused us all to reflect. Not just, well, yes, yeah, someday that problem will go but no, God has still given us this time with that person. How can we care for him in these four months while he's still our vocation, our responsibility? And so we ended up getting him connected with, with counselors, with mentors. And he was incrementally different when he transferred than when he had been sitting in that meeting. And I look back at that story uh, and I go, man, I, I used to be smart every once in a while. What happened? But the other thing, as I think about it, is what if, what if we did that more often? Instead of saying, well, I, I wish that I had this different job. I, I wish the kids were older. I wish that I, I was graduated. I wish I was in a place to make a difference. Or, or looking back and saying, man, I should have done this differently. I, I could have made me my family. Instead of doing that, what if we looked just in front of us and around us I said, what has God give me to do today? I can't change what I did, how I treated my family, or how I treated this person earlier, but what can I do today? I can't control what's going to happen down the road, uh, but what's the next step I can, I can do today? Not to ensure that my vision of the future happens, but to ensure that I'm being faithful. And so I, I want to challenge us uh, to say a short prayer each morning this week. Lord, open my eyes to how you're at work in and through me today. Each morning, wake up and say that prayer. Lord, open my eyes to how you're at work in and through me today. What happens when we pray like this is it opens our eyes to begin to see what God is doing around us. It's like if you've ever bought a new car. Uh, for my family, a, f- a number of years ago, we bought a Honda CRV. Now, before we bought that car, I had no idea what a CRV was. And yet, as we're driving home from the dealership, guess what I see everywhere around me on the highway? CRVs! Apparently, they were running a big deal. Everyone else chose to buy CRVs the exact same day we did. No, that's not what happened they were already there. My eyes were open to be able to see what was going on around me. That's one of the things God does to us through prayer. Lord, open my eyes to how you're at work in and through me today. That I can see how you're working in me through your means of grace, through your people to forgive my sins to equip me with what i need for the day. Lord, how are you working through me? through diaper changes, through snuggles with a sick kid, through patience with a difficult coworker. Are you working through me in the refinery, in the hospital, in the classroom? And When we get home, Lord, my, my, my job's not done yet. No, I'm just switching hats, switching vocations. When I get home, Lord, how can you work in and through me and my family? How can you work in and through me at the gym? How are you working in and through me at the store? Or open my eyes. Because here at Zion, God works in and through his people. That we would not simply stand back and go, eh, I wish God would do something through me. I wish I could make a difference. But that as Paul invites us, we would be partakers of the promise of Jesus Christ. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until he calls you home. Amen.